Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. This week, I am super, super excited to have on the podcast two people that between them have like a squillion billion social media followers. They are parent experts par excellence. Is that even a thing? <laughs> I have the Amumsy mum, Sarah Turner, and Giovanna Fletcher, who has written a lovely book called Happy Mum, Happy Baby. And you have like a YouTube channel and what yeah. else do you have? A blog, I like Collins. I, I think, yeah, I do things. You do Lots things. Of, I, yeah, that's my official title. I just working, do things. Working mum. Lady who does, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming in, guys. We start each podcast with a very simple question, and it's one you'll probably be asked a million times a day, and we always answer it kind of with like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. The question is, how are you really right now? Uh, let's start with you, Giovanna. Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, I had a bit of a, uh, a thing trying to get into clothes today, which might made me feel a bit like, hmm. But I put on my monochrome black and white, and I feel that this is my good, like, feeling good outfit. You look lovely. What was, what did you feel? Like, did my jeans are getting a bit tight. Like, you know, when you're just a bit like, because I'm kind of embracing body and everything, and all of a sudden I'm just a bit like, ugh. You know, when you're just not feeling good. Yeah, yeah, and then even when you want to be like, but this is fine. Yeah, you, 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 I you embrace can't it. Necessarily kid yourself that you're happy with it. The jeans you? are just not fitting. There's yeah. no way around it. You, know? you should never wear jeans. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You should always <laughs> I'm wearing leggings. I'm all, should, I'm all good. Yeah, <laughs> or you should always you should just continue to wear maternity jeans until they. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love maternity yeah. jeans. Yeah, I, I always blame the tumble dryer because it does make them, like momentarily shrink but then when you realize all your pairs have shrunk <laughs> and you haven't even washed them then you're like it's not the tumble dryer but that's what, yeah that's my go-to isn't it? i must have tumbled them it's not you tumble dryer it's me um well you look beautiful Thank and lovely you. and radiant i actually hit myself with my hairbrush today as well so it looks like really a good a, day, yeah yeah was that when you couldn't get in your jeans oh no i picked um, myself in the eye oh. yeah Sarah, how are you? You've got. Are you wearing jeans? I am wearing jeans. Oh, yeah, I am wearing jeans. They're not freshly tumbled. I'm okay. I'm. Um, I feel like I'm firefighting a million and one things at the moment. So that's kind of my textbook response when I say, "Yeah, I'm fine." Mm. Is like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm. What are you fine? I'm moderately stressed. <laughs> um, just, just. We've got. We've got. Just, <laughs> just, just, the, just the juggle. Yeah. So today is. Um, was a, a you know a typical school run chaotic 
nightmare with, with young Henry, who decided, you know, didn't want to get his shoes on, didn't want to get his clothes on, all the rest of it. Jude has to come with us. Jude's only two. Jude's potty training, so I'm there trying to make sure everybody's been to the toilet, because there is a very real threat of wet trousers <laughs> and that's not just from me um, and uh, and all the while you know my emails ping 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 it's like you know my my first book came out in America today really? which is very exciting yeah really exciting but it's brought with it a whole another level of admin mm. on top of the UK book admin and the blog admin and you know, articles and, and, and being a mother and yeah. doing events and yeah, so I'm being just a being mom a mum is a kind of job in itself. Yeah, it's a juggle, isn't it? It is a juggle. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I'm I'm okay and I'm winning, um, but sometimes I'm it's drowning. Well I know yeah, so today's I'm yeah, the last couple of weeks have been a bit of a drowning yeah. period so yeah but yeah you're right when people say how are you, you say, yeah yeah great you don't go I'm drowning yeah. <laughs> I can't cope stop emailing me but, but also you, you don't say if you're feeling really good you don't go actually I'm really <laughs> fucking brilliant today because <laughs> no, people will be like punch yeah, yeah. Um, so but you have between you how many no you probably don't sit and count <laughs> exactly how many followers you have but you must have like a, some idea in the region of how many Instagram followers do you have, yeah, Sarah? Yeah, well, gee, you have a lot more followers than what I have. So on Instagram, I have just over 200,000 oh, followers. Oh, nothing. Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have uh, just over half a million Facebook followers. Wow. Yeah, so you've got more on Facebook than me. Yeah, Facebook. Do you, do you kind of meet up and say, you've got more Facebook followers than me, but no, 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 no. I've got more on Instagram. I just have a picture on a dartboard. <laughs> and every time she gets a follower, I'm like, <laughs> damn you. <laughs> how many do you, how many I'm do you have? I'm like 840 on Instagram and then 340 on Facebook. Yeah, that's wow. right. Yeah. I, I think what's really brilliant about this whole new sort of the mummy bloggers and the, which is a, it's kind of slightly patronizing term but is is the kind of I hate also to use the word authentic because authentic just sounds so fake doesn't it but there is an authenticity to the stuff you do I mean you Sarah with the unmumsy mum just hit upon a sort of like you know, incredible gold mine of you don't varnish, you know. No. You don't move around the bush. <laughs> <laughs> how, tell me how you ended up doing this, going from someone who with two kids to kind of writing this um, blog which turns into a best selling book. How many how many copies I'm sound really obsessed. I'm like, <laughs> how many followers do you have? How many copies of your book have you sold? So the first one I think sold just over hundred and forty thousand hardback copies and wow digital downloads on top i guess and yeah the second one i have no idea how many <laughs> it sold um but how so how did you go from you know from from sitting at home in devon to yeah you, i think people assume you have some kind of a game plan that you set out at the beginning and think i want to become a published parenting author um and actually for me i just i, I wasn't in a particularly good place when i started writing the blog, I, I was the mum of just the one, and I used to want to punch everybody in the face that said, have you got just the one? Because it's really annoying, isn't yeah. it? It's like, oh, that's if that's not hard oh, enough. Easy. Is it just the one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. So Henry was about one, and um, I was working part-time in like, university admin. I just wasn't feeling particularly fulfilled, kind of career-wise, and I was just really struggling. I would come home from work, and 
it, it was like he was just it's like he just wanted to fight me all the time you know they don't do, they don't want to do anything that you ask um, you know they don't eat you make tea you make what you think is you know something healthy but they just throw it sometimes literally in your face and I just had this feeling I was in two minds I thought either I'm a massive like failure of motherhood and that whatever kind of I don't know maternal powers are bestowed upon you when you give birth they missed me and I didn't get them or there must be other people that are sat at home thinking what the hell have I done like what you know this is not what I kind of expected can I give them back yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> made can, a terrible can, I, can I put them on eBay although somebody messaged me the other day and said you should never you should never say you'll put your kids on eBay, you should put them on Etsy because you made them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. Um, so I just wasn't in the best place and I looked online to see if I could find stuff that would kind of make me feel better and reassure me that I wasn't doing a terrible job. And I'm not joking, every single thing I found made me feel worse mm -hmm. because it, it was kind of the, on the more aspirational side. So it was stuff where um, everybody was happy all the time. Nobody ever said I'm stressed or I've had a bad mm. day or you know my kids doing my head in. That just didn't seem you weren't allowed to say that. So I just decided I would write something. But obviously, I had no followers. I was starting from starting from scratch. So it was just like an online diary, really. So I never really thought it would thought it would go anywhere. I guess I hoped that it might. You know. Is there anything now then that's up there that you're kind of like, oh gosh, people are going to be reading that? When well, you didn't know. That um, be reading that. No, but. My, it, my style has changed so throughout all of the blogs that I've written over like a few years um, you know I go back and read the first ones and it, it's like you can tell it's the first time I've tried to write something since I did my A-levels <laughs> <laughs> or since I did dissertation but that was from philosophy so yeah not not at all um, you know writing from the heart and it was just kind of yeah I, I think I found my style over time but yeah it like no nobody read it so it wasn't until I set up the Facebook page that it kind of exploded and I realised, oh my was God. Was there a particular post that, that kind of um, went viral? There were a few. I wrote, I wrote a post called It's OK to Lose Your Shit. And that was basically just to say, you know, you can have your shit together sometimes. And then you can have a day when you just, you know, you're not coping. And actually, if you go and hide in the downstairs toilet and, and do this kind of silent scream, because um, you can't stand the mum, 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 you know, um, how far away is the moon? Why are the clouds? you know fluffy why is this you know who would win in a fight hulk or iron man or you know when it just becomes too much mm -hmm. that that's okay and it's okay to just have a day when you're like fuck it this has just been an awful day i'm just gonna you know draw a line under it yeah and write it off and that's okay and it's okay to cry like i cried so much mm -hmm. in like the first couple of years of motherhood and would never go to a baby group and suddenly be like god yeah i was sat in the t downstairs toilet like sobbing into custard creams nobody else seemed to be doing it so mm. i thought it must just be must just be me yeah. so when i wrote that post the number of messages i got back from mums are like you know oh my god that you've just described the day I've had and I thought you know there was something wrong with me lots of messages where they've said you know I've got postnatal depression um, and I have this view of the fact that everybody else that doesn't have postnatal depression is is coping on a level that's up here compared to where I'm coping mm -hmm. and actually to to read that somebody who hasn't been diagnosed with postnatal depression is still having days that are shit mm. is is quite a comforting feeling because it kind of levels it out somehow also as mums i think we're supposed to be it's like you become a mum and suddenly you're supposed to be perfect this sort of angelic this halo around your head and i remember i remember going out and getting drunk about three weeks after my daughter was born because <laughs> i was like what what the f has just happened and i remember thinking like I, oh i actually really miss it just being me and my boyfriend now husband um which was very odd and things i didn't expect and I kept that all to myself. And then I remember, you know, a couple of years later, 
um, talking to a friend, talking to people about this, and friends who said I had a friend who admitted that when their child, their first child was six months old, he had this terrible like vomiting bug all day, and she finally got him to sleep, and she went into the garden and did a shot of vodka and smoked a packet of bags, <laughs> and I was like, why don't we talk about this more? Because you know, motherhood doesn't make us it turn us into saints, does it? No, 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 and I think there's so much judgment surrounding it. Um, so already. The, the stuff that you're doing with your child collects so much judgment because everyone else seems to be doing it right and you're not doing that. So to then have time for you it, it, within that, I just, I, I've, I've just been to Dubai on my own. I <laughs> saw. Amazing. Yeah. 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 What was it like? Um, it was weird. Like uh, my friend was getting married and uh, we're going holiday on holiday again in a couple of weeks. So we just thought jet lag and everything would be just easier for me to go on my own. But Tom suggested it and I was like, yes, I'm going. <laughs> um, Tom I is your Tom, my husband. Tom is yeah. your husband. Who's in? Is it? Do we call them McFly or McBusted now? Either way, McFly, I guess. <laughs> 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 Sorry, he does a lot of the YouTube videos with you, doesn't he? Yeah. So he kind of pushed me into going. And yeah, it was, it was just weird. It was weird being on the flight and not having anyone with me. I watched Manchester by the Sea and I wept. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Theory. I, well, I didn't know why I was letting myself be like, oh, Oscar winning. Sounds Let's nice. Let's go. Yeah, Manchester by the Sea sounds like a lovely resort that. Um, uh, yeah, and, uh, and then went and had cocktails in the sun. Literally, the wedding night though, I literally danced non-stop like a four-year-old. Like I just remember like what that be like the feeling of just being completely me and free and just going loopy. And my friend kept trying to sit down, the bride. And I was like, no, this is a great song, come on up. Um, yeah, so I just kind of feel like I completely let my hair down. And then the flight home, I watched three films back to back that I just know I would not have time for yeah. at home. I watched Ab Fab, Bridget Jones's Baby, and Bad Mums. And I was just I, like, I this watched, is life. I watched Bad Mums on a plane oh, back from Dubai. How funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, do you know what? I'm going to tell this story, which is really terrible, <laughs> is that I did bring my husband and child to Dubai. It was for a work thing. But um, I got upgraded on the way out. And then uh, I said, you can have the upgrade on the way back, darling. And then we got upgraded and I took it and went back upstairs again. And I was like, he never looks after her. And I'm like, parenting, you can have Edie for eight hours while I sit upstairs watching Bad Mums. See, I've only champagne. ever heard that. I've heard that a few times, but only with the man going in upper. No, I, so I was I was doing, it was like a statement for my yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go for it, yeah. totally. It was, you know. Uh, I've had my sister's friend once, they, they had the same thing. So the husband was uh, upgraded and he kind of took it and he was an upper. And at one point she was in the back with two kids and um, you know, the kids were in major breakdown. And she said to the hostess, I'm so sorry, can you go and get my husband? So she was gone, she came back. I'm so sorry, he's asleep. <laughs> well, can you go and fucking wake him up then, please? <laughs> 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 I'm taking videos of my own. <laughs> oh, God. How important is it to have a supportive um, other half? Because your husband, does he now do... He now works, he's a civil servant. Um, although he's, he was recently credited in a newspaper or a magazine as being a civil engineer and he was like I'll take that upgrade <laughs> we'll just stick with that from this point forward I'm like he's not is a civil engineer no he's a, he's a court clerk um, <laughs> he he now works three days a week yeah so I can loosely speak and work five which is just amazing so yeah yeah that's a doing it for doing it for my sisters also and <laughs> he gets all of the um, oh um, you know where where's where's their mum you know when he's out with them on a Wednesday because heaven forbid you know he's taking them somewhere oh, yeah it's daddy yeah I actually feel a bit sorry for men in that because uh, yeah. why like it needs to be got got rid of yeah in a way. Tom always feels like he's people are like oh 
oh, good on you, you know. Oh, yeah, or it's nice it. to see a hands-on dad. Yeah. Can you well, ever yeah. imagine somebody being like, it's really nice to see a hands-on <laughs> mum. That's well, so, so nice. Men, I like sometimes here in the Telegraph offices, you hear blokes going, oh, I've, I've got to get home and babysit the kids. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. They're, <laughs> not if they're your kids. They're not, yeah. not babysitting. Unless, unless, weirdly, you're a 42-year-old man who's being paid <laughs> to babysit other people's children. Yeah. <laughs> they don't pay well here. <laughs> don't pay well. In which case, maybe That's you should just leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine someone saying like, "What's Sarah like as a mum?" You, you just don't get questions. No, no, you don't. No, that's true. And also, when sometimes I find if I'm on like a work engagement, people say, oh, "Where are you? Where are the kids?" And which implies, "What have you done with them? <laughs> why aren't you? You know, why aren't you at home with yeah. them? You know, so, which is quite funny." But yeah, no, I, we have, we are definitely like parenting partners. Yeah, you know, there same. are things. There are things that you know each of us is more likely to do. But generally speaking, it's fairly. It's a fairly even split. Giovanna, Giovanna, yeah. I G, can I call you G? Just call you G. Um, your book, Happy Mum, Happy Baby, it's very, uh, I was going to say warts and all. I hate the phrase warts and all because warts are just gross, basically. <laughs> and you don't have warts. No. Um, but Not that I know you of. Feel free to share. <laughs> 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 anyone where we can take this podcast yeah, into a whole other yeah. mums with STIs. <laughs> <laughs> mums can get STIs too. Taking this back, no, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm now going to take it on to quite a serious subject and I feel terrible. But um, anyway, right, straight face. Mm -hmm. Gee, so in your book, you uh, open up about suffering a miscarriage, mm. which is something people, we are in this country, well, everywhere, you know, we're not allowed to tell anyone we're pregnant until we're 12 weeks because I don't know, you know, if it all goes wrong, then I'm like, well, then what? Yeah. Then I probably yeah. want my friends to know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I guess it's to save the embarrassment of, you know, but The how embarrassment of what? The embarrassment, embarrassment of what? Of what? I miscarried yeah, a what child. Yeah, what you're embarrassed for. Yeah. My yeah. body fucked up. Bodies fuck up from time to time. Yeah. What, do you, did you kind of speak to Tom about writing that, or did you just think you had to do it? It was a kind well, of- Well, I, uh, writing the book, I just thought, let's just get it all down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there are any words you can take them back before handing them in. I just thought if I get it all down, then I can and your kind of see. Publishers like, no, yeah. you never take. <laughs> We've typeset this this <laughs> whole chapter. This is happening. But I could mm. edit it out if I, I just thought. Let's start at the type of mum that I was gonna. I thought I was gonna be. I was gonna be like Maria in a sound of music. We were gonna be singing all the time. Mm -hmm. I was gonna be like the Oxo mum. I was gonna be making great food. Before I even came a mum, I uh, or we were even trying. I found out I had PCOS. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, I got fat, spotty, hairy. I looked fantastic. <laughs> Very sexy. And um, is, um, polycystic ovary yeah, syndrome. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I mean, I describe it in the book in ways that a doctor probably won't describe it, but essentially, you produce too much testosterone because mm -hmm. of the insulin levels. Oh, what a treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hairy chin for G. Um, no, never my chin. So I get chin hair now. I get loads of chin. Yeah, yeah, I do. I have to pluck them out. I, I get really cool some right now. I know, oh, yeah. I get one now. Oh, do you? I yeah, just like get them. I, I mean, sometimes I can just pull it. They're really wiry as well. Yeah, I'm like, why is that? It's to pull, though. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so I found out that I had PCOS. So I kind of thought that maybe there were going to be complications trying mm. to get pregnant. My NHS doctor kind of said, um, you know, we'll cross that bridge when it came to it, comes to it, because she printed off something useful from the internet. And one of the subheadings was fertility. And when I said, oh, what's that? She was like, no, no, that's not for now. 
So that's what you want when you go to your doctor, to yeah. them, for them to print something off the internet. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Google is fantastic. <laughs> we From WebMD or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> because we haven't all been Googling yeah, frantically exactly. what's exactly. wrong with me, Dr. Google. Exactly. Uh, but I found a different doctor who put me on metformin uh, and kind of things leveled metformin out. Metformin is... Uh, Actually something given to people with diabetes okay. to uh, level out their insulin levels. Okay. That is my simple view of it um, and then when we did start trying I literally fell pregnant within the first couple of months mm -hmm. and um, I just thought wow that was easy something in my head was just saying it was too easy this it shouldn't have been like that you've been working yourself up for so long to have these complications mm -hmm. it's just too good to be true a couple of days after that I uh, woke up to blood and um, yeah it's that hor horrible thing where you're kind of like okay like it's just Google um, but anyway I am um, uh, was listening to Bob Marley's um, uh, every little thing is going to be alright on the way mm. to the hospital and I just thought that's the sign it's going to be fine and sadly it wasn't uh, Bob Marley was playing tricks on me <laughs> <laughs> he's lying um, he's lying what was it like in the hospital because I know a lot of people talk about the kind of how horrible it can be and mm. often you have sort of the um, early pregnancy units where often you get you know you have the scans and then you find mm. out that you know they're right next to People, I was you know, lucky because I, I was private and I so I yeah. was one on one and um, but that that just that cold mm. silence really between someone that I'd been talking to quite a lot in the lead up to it mm. and Tom couldn't be with, be with me because the boys uh, the fly guys I think at the time were um, off doing a actually we were in London doing a radio show then they had to travel to Birmingham so I was on my own and um, yeah just being going on the bed and just seeing nothing on the screen. Like and you hadn't told before. anybody, like in your family at that point? I had told two people, so Emma, my best friend Emma knew, and uh, Dougie, Tom's family knew. Yeah. And no, no one in my family knew. No. Um, and do you think you didn't tell them because you'd had that thing of you can't tell them before yeah, 12 weeks? Yeah. And actually in your hour of need, it would yeah. have been easier if you could have gone, actually yes, it hasn't exactly. gone how I thought totally. it. Yeah. So I ended yeah. up coming out of the room and I phoned Tom and I just felt like the biggest failure ever. I felt like I'd let us down, I'd, I'd let him down, I'd let my first child down. I thought I completely failed at being a mum. And uh, so Tom thankfully was around the corner. He came to me and we had a big hug and then he had to go to Birmingham and I got in the car home. Uh, so then obviously all the boys knew. And then Harry told his wife Izzy and, uh, uh, and so she came over the, in the evening and we were doing like some wedding favour type things because they were getting married the following week. And just that having that little task to do kind of helped me out yeah. that first night of just like not really thinking, sticking stickers on matchboxes. Mm -hmm. But when it came to my own family, and I mean I had the day to myself to kind of like just think about it. And I ended up actually just texting them, mm -hmm. which I feel awful about now. I feel think for my mum and dad. And having that text from their daughter kind of saying, Look, I was pregnant and I've had a miscarriage, I can't even think about like but it was too much for you to phone yeah, I couldn't, like, yeah. I couldn't. and actually my mum phoned me straight away and she was crying and yeah well, I just needed them to know I needed to kind of say look this has happened guys and it really is shit but I need to know that you're there even if I can't deal with you actually physically being, being with yeah. you right now and um, yeah I mean my siblings and my, and my dad they just text me and were like you know we love you and you're you're fine and um, actually my dad had a really funny conversation with me a couple of weeks later because me and dad used to go on walks together it, it was our like father-daughter thing to do I'd drive there or he'd drive to me and we'd kind of find a new place to walk around and I can remember being like 
It's just like a horse. You just got to get back on. Thank you, Dad. Thanks for that one. Um, so that's what you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly what we did. <laughs> but I do think that if that hadn't have happened, it was an awful time in my life. But if that hadn't have happened, then I wouldn't have buzz. Like timing wise, it just you know it wouldn't work out. That I would have buzz, and I uh, then wouldn't have buddy. So you know, would I take that back for having them? No, no. And I, and after having buddy, I went through this thing of. Uh, you know like your body and everything it changes and um it can really drag you down it can make you i just wasn't prepared for that jelly belly and and feeling like i, I suddenly didn't know this body that i was in like during pregnancy i loved it i felt like such a sexy woman I, my body was everything that it should be mm. and i'd hated my body for decades beforehand really? yeah i can remember being on frinton beach and and finding stretch marks on my inner thighs and i was always the fat one between like me Mary, george and my brother and sister even though they were just skinny actually and i was like just a normal kid yeah i was never really fat but the three of us i was the chubbier one and um and i can just remember hating it for decades and then all of a sudden after buddy someone actually said to me uh, one day oh look mummy's still got her tummy and uh, like I'd literally just given birth 11 days before um, but it kind of made me assess how I feel about it like I was stood in front of the mirror I was like well how do I feel about this body that actually I've hated for quite a lot of my life and how do I feel about it now and the difference between when I had my miscarriage and I felt like it completely failed me mm -hmm. to that moment stood in that mirror like a I, champion yeah, yeah. I was like, yes all right it might be a bit wobbly it might be leaky out of areas that you didn't know yeah. could leak. <laughs> but it's given given me two children that's the most amazing thing ever and yeah. I, as a generation I think females we knock our bodies so mm. much and it's no wonder that we're all so depressed and we all feel these yeah. ways because there's so much pressure to always be this perfect thing and that perfect thing just doesn't exist no. it's about being happy with what you are and what you've got very well said Jean sorry thank you <laughs> don't be out of the house for an hour yeah. and I'll just keep talking she's <laughs> off we're wound her up keep going it's really like um, that obsession with losing baby weight and you know I always say uh, I have managed to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight two weeks ago my child turned four <laughs> <laughs> it happened at the same time but do you know what I mean like also your body has done an amazing thing yeah. and I sort of I don't know about you I feel like those the stretch marks and my c-section scar are like they're kind of like you know battle scars they're mm. kind of cool like a bloke showing off like a scar he's got in a fight <laughs> yeah I, I always feel like I, I switch from like the rational part of me will say that's how I feel mm. but then like you said about trying to get changed or whatever yeah, exactly. so for me so I I did lose the baby weight like rel relatively quickly but quickly for me I think is like within a year I think mm. that's quite quick but nothing is the same as what it was before my, my boobs are just like empty empty sock tits I call them because <laughs> there's nothing tits. left because my children ate them they've just <laughs> gone <laughs> no because I've got a bra on they were never they were never I was never particularly breast uh, breast blessed <laughs> in the breast department I, I was a a, a, a a nice C cup and when I went pre pre kids um, and then after breastfeeding two children, when I went to get remeasured, when everything had kind of resettled down again, she told me that I was a B on a good day, which is which was what <gasps> she said. So so I was like, my, it's not the size, it's kind of the the, <laughs> the texture. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like, I feel like asking to have yeah, a Yeah, I mean they're they're just um, they're just they're just crap now. They really are crap. So for me, it's never a weight issue. Yeah. it's that thing of you know. Um, 
just being like, well, you the know, yeah, th so that's not good. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, and, and I joke about you know not being able to go on trampolines and stuff. But sometimes piss myself laughing <laughs> is a genuine threat. <laughs> like, I have I have run back from the park with my kids before and been like. I, you know, didn't quite make it in time, <laughs> and thought like I honestly thought that was good, like an urban legend of motherhood. You know, like a oh, incontinent. Well, yeah, I just thought it was one of those like a you know people scare you with it, but, but I thought you know like you know women have children. Surely they don't all wet themselves. Well, funny enough, on the sun lounger in Dubai. The other day. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Three times I woke myself up thinking I was wetting myself. Right. I've never had that. No. Oh, clearly, I've never been at that state of relaxation since having kids to find wow. out. Wow. No. Yeah, I didn't wet myself, but yeah. So there I'm are mo <laughs> there are moments like that with the with the bladder and the boobs and um, it wasn't so much stretch marks like on my tummy, but I've got stretch marks on my thighs mm. um, and just seem to get more cellulite post kids. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing or if it's just it's because I'm lazy and don't really do much exercise and I don't know but there are some times when I will look in the mirror and I'll be like you know you see all these like posts that go around it's like I'm a goddamn tiger mm. who's earned her stripes and there's part of me that wants to be like yeah there's part <laughs> of me that's like I'd just rather not be fucking stripey actually yeah. I would just rather not I be stripey I think it's that thing as well it's like, <laughs> that's so important that people kind of go like some days I feel great and some, some days, days I don't, I don't. yeah because it's the same body that we're looking at yeah but some days our minds just go like yeah, I used to feel it's funny. I used to feel almost like a different pressure from people being like, "Oh, you, you know, you've got your, you've got your figure back," because I would start thinking, "Well, that must be important," and they haven't seen me naked. Mm. Naked, it's so disappointing now. <laughs> you've, got, you've got no idea. I, I, I feel it would not be mm. disappointing. Would you like? You'd be like, yes. Oh, you were, did, did you post in your bikini the other day? Oh, but yeah, I did. I did. That we was not disappointing. We, we went, went, yeah, but you, you have. Yeah, you just Everyone, don't know. Put a, Valencia, put a Valencia filter on it, and I tell you what, there's no cellular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, do I have to do that Instagram post where I'm letting it all hang out? And sometimes you do because it's just it's good to let other people know what what, what you real bodies look, look like. like. Yeah, my boobs are just I never managed to breastfeed. I just no one can see, but I am a 34J. <laughs> And, and I was re recently, I was a 36K until Whoa. I lost weight. Oh, wow. And, um, and I thought, when I got pregnant, I was like, I am going to be the queen of breastfeeding. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I have enough for the village. <laughs> I'm going to be feeding everyone. I'm going to be going up to strangers on the street. And would you like some milk? <laughs> and my child was the first person to ever turn away from my breast screaming. Oh. So it just didn't happen. Oh. She missed out. She, she really did. <laughs> I wanted Sarah to talk to you about, you lost your mum, didn't you, did, when you yeah. were quite young? Yeah. How old were you? Uh, I was 15 when she died, but okay. she um, she had breast cancer and had had breast cancer for quite a lot of my childhood, so from when I was about seven or eight, I okay. think. Yeah. And how is it now being, because you're really close to your dad, aren't you? Yeah, really close to my dad, yeah. And how is it being a mum now? Do you kind of feel... Do you feel sort of sad for your mum that she? Yeah, I do. I feel like I'm missing out, and then sometimes I feel sad because I think of all the things that she's missing out on. Mm -hmm. So it's like there are some there are days when it's like selfish sad because yeah. it's like actually I just want to phone my mum and be like, can you come around and help me with some washing? <laughs> or can you, <laughs> you look after the kids? Can, yeah, can you please look after the kids. <laughs> yeah, please make it stop. Um, but there are other times when you know, like the the moments when you know you want to kind of 
bottle it, you know, bottle the moment and, and kind of live off it forevermore. So like sometimes kids' birthday parties and stuff are a carnage, but sometimes there'll be a moment, a moment of magic, I don't know, a candle blowing out or something and you'll be like, this is why I did it. This <laughs> when is, everyone this is, leaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the Prosecco's out <laughs> at the end. So. The, the moments in parenting when you're like, this is, you know, this is yeah. when it all comes good and you kind of, you look at the sea of faces that are there and it's like all the important people. Um, so it's like James's mum and dad, it's my dad, my dad's remar remarried, so it's my dad, my step-mum, who I do get on with really well, um, but obviously it's not it's yeah, not my mum. Yeah. So there's always, there's always that feeling that something's missing. You know when you forget to pack something, and you and you're like oh or you forget the kids or you know <laughs> <laughs> you forget to pack something and you're like oh I don't feel like yeah. something's here that should be here yeah. and it's kind of like that all the time it's never like not missing so how do you explain because we had this conversation um, when I interviewed you both a couple of months ago on stage how do you explain to your kids oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's quite dark I've explained it so badly <laughs> this is basically like I could write I think I'm going to write my third book and it's going to be like how to talk to children about bereavement and it will be yeah or how not to um so basically i <laughs> i'm not religious uh, and neither is my husband so um when henry first started seeing pictures of my mum we would say oh that's your nanny debbie and then it was really it's like heartbreaking because then you know occasionally like, the doorbell would go and he'd be like oh is it nanny debbie and i'd be like no like, it's really sad it's never gonna be you can't explain to a toddler they don't understand necessarily that then you know people aren't here and they're not going to be here forever it's mm. quite a big concept of how do you explain it so i thought i just don't want to go down the heaven route but equally mm -hmm. in my belief you know as, as harsh as it may be is that when somebody dies they die and, and then that and that's it and that may, that may sound harsh but is that what you said to yeah. <laughs> when they die they die and that's it no so i was like oh that i'd gone through my head of thinking i was going to say you know when, when sometimes people are poorly and you know we can't make them better um, and then they're not here anymore but you know they live on in our memories and we talk about them that's what i had planned but then henry kept going yeah but where is she <laughs> but where is she though so i was like i'm not going to do the heaven thing so I just went, she's at the rainbow, <laughs> right? I don't know where, I don't know why this flash of inspiration came to me of, of the rainbow or perhaps I'd seen a rainbow, but I was like, she's at the rainbow. And so the rainbow to my children has become the place where people go when they die, which is fine when you're in the four walls of your house. But now he's at school, I'm thinking it's gonna be like, everybody paint a rainbow picture and Henry's will have like tombstones and stuff on it. And he'll be like, yeah, but that's where that's people, where so people go when, they, when they're dead. When you see rainbows. Um, yeah, that is quite, go. yeah, that is quite sweet. So I d yeah, basically there's no manual there on how to what to no. do or what to say I mean there probably is but I'd still get it wrong so that's <laughs> what I said and We'd, it stuck because my husband's um, mother died of breast cancer actually when he was um, about the same age and um, we try to explain yeah <laughs> and we say it's a, a granny in the sky which she's like the she's like, oh look there's the moon hello granny <laughs> <laughs> like waving up at the moon but the other day she said let's play um, you can be the sister and she said to um, my husband you can be the brother <laughs> it was a bit dark <laughs> <laughs> and then she said I'll be the mummy and the daddy's dead <laughs> like oh, okay wow. yeah it works yeah. you're two because how old's Buzz? Uh, three okay yeah three and Buddy's one how is it having so what is the age gaps? It's like 23 months it's quite just shy of two years what's yours? Uh, about two years and eight months okay yeah How's, how was that for you? 
To be honest, it was quite calm, first of all. I was surprised at how calm it felt the second time around. But that's also because Tom was around. Yeah. First time around, Tom was off on tour, and there was me with a newborn not knowing at all what I was doing. And I had that thing with literally feeling like, I want to send him back. Like, how do you <laughs> how do you do this? Uh, yeah, which is awful to admit. I just think it all was just so overwhelming. But the second time around, I knew what I was doing. Tom was around a lot more. And I think I felt like it was going to be complete carnage. But yeah, it just... It seemed to kind of fall into place for a little while and it was nice and calm. Now it's absolute mayhem. Like they play, they're so lovely together to be honest. They, there is a bit of pushing, but Buddy <laughs> fights back now. <laughs> and there's just so much kissing. Like it's always full on slogging. Yeah. Their cousin, <laughs> cousin Miss Summer Ray, we call her Miss Sue's called Summer Ray, but we call her Miss Summer Ray, uh, was over yesterday. And, the, and now Buddy's got in on the act as well. Like, so it used to be Buzz just going over to her and kissing her. But now Buddy's there, like open mouth, ah, yeah. all the time. So sweet. I love, I, yeah, the siblings together thing is just gorgeous. Do you worry about when your boys are, because you've both got two boys. Yeah. About when they're older. They're going to leave us. They're going to leave you. Yeah, I mean, they are going to leave you. <laughs> they're going to leave. It would be a bit odd if they were still <laughs> living with you. <laughs> <you're just awesome. laughs> I hate to break it to you. They are going to leave you. No, but like, don't you worry about, I mean, just, you know, seeing all the statistics at the moment about kids, you know, suffering anxiety and mm. all the pressure and all the social media. I mean, you you guys kind of, you know, we social media as an adult, it's kind of quite difficult to deal with, I find. Yeah. But like, what will you say to your kids? Gosh, I, I would say never film yourself doing anything that yes. you might potentially don't want, not want to be on the internet. Which have you done that? Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gone. That's how I made. That's how I made my name. Is this <laughs> you <laughs> laugh, but is my, the, book, my book, <laughs> like the Czech translation of my book has is called what's it called? Nimama by Sarah Turner over. <laughs> So I'm thinking of diversifying into porn. Um, turn her over. They've just added an over onto it. So that's it. So you can imagine the messages I've had all week have just been really inappropriate, mostly from dads online yeah. that like, turn her over and smack her bottom. Um, so yeah, that's what I've had to contend with. Um, but no, I, it's funny actually. Now I was speaking to somebody who's, um, who's got teenage he's got a teenage girl but he, she was he was saying that she he'd kind of never given her like the birds and bees chat mm. about anything but had gone you know as long as you're comfortable and happy and feel safe with what you're doing behind closed doors and she's obviously by this point going dad dad don't want to hear it <laughs> he's going no hear me out whatever you do you know as long as you're happy with it and and, and it's fine you know that, that that's great um but never, never let somebody film. Never, never let somebody film you. Never film yourself doing anything. And, send it. and, I'm, and I'm thinking, God, you know, this poor teenage girl that's had to. Because he's like, you know, this is what kids do nowadays. Yeah. It's like this. The thing is, I don't even think we can plan for it because in ten years' time, and our kids are all mm. at that age where they're there, it's going to have evolved into hopefully, something different. Hopefully, it will just be social media will not exist anymore. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. Just be like, people will be like, social media. It's so lame. We don't yeah, want to do that. Like, yeah. Go back to writing letters. <laughs> What I was just going to say, what kind of things do you hear predominantly from mums? Are they kind of thankful that you kind of present it as it is? Um, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Mostly, um, oh my God, thank you for just like putting it out there, reassuring me that I'm not just a massive misfit of motherhood, that it's like, okay to have these days and all of that. Or people that are like, they just send me their confessions all the time. Yeah. What's so the most crazy confession so you've got? I've had lots, of, I've had, I've had lots <laughs> of crazy ones, but the, the, I had an email last week from a mum said she went to a, a very posh school and all the all the friends that she was friends with at school have gone on to marry um, you know equally posh 
husbands that all have you know posh jobs and all the rest of it and and she's married her childhood sweetheart who, who doesn't have a posh job so basically she was kind of setting the scene of this you know keeping up with the joneses thing that she finds herself in but they're her oldest friends so she will go to their house and she she put she put in brackets you know their problems that you know that there was a leak from the fourth from the fourth bathroom into the <laughs> guest's playroom or something you know kind <laughs> of um so so it's all, so she's setting the scene and she said she went for this play date and she said, I know this is really bad, but I just need to get it off my chest. And she said, and this, this child there is just like, you know, the child of the host. It's the most perfect child, angelic, nice, lovely little kind of comb over shirt jumper, um, perfectly well behaved at all times. And her little little boy is not, you know, she said, she described him as being like fairly feral. <laughs> so she said that some, they were, the mums were chatting and socialising in another room and then they heard this almighty scream and a thump. And she just thought, she just thought, I know it's going to be my child that's, you know, caused this scene and we're going to have to leave and it's going to be awful. And, you know, so in they all go um, and that perfect child um, is sat, you know, nicely and, um, and, and feral child is, um, is, is, is crying. Um, but feral child has a massive bite mark on his arm. And she said, I know it's awful, but I whooped inside <laughs> that my child had been bitten. She was like, it was so, I couldn't wait to text my husband to say that we've been bitten. And then she said, and I found myself saying things like, well, he's, you know, he's only two and, um, and you know, he, it, it's probably just a phase. And she just came back and she said, and I just wondered when I, when I became a parent that's, that's pleased that my child suffers <laughs> physical injury to prove a point that they're not better than me just because they've got a nice house. And, um, so yeah, I get a lot of those, and they, well, they usually end with. Don't expect to reply. I just had to tell. I just had to offload it. Yeah, I, I just think it's that feeling of we're all in it together. Yeah. Like for so long, I think it's been that thing where you have to, everyone has an opinion on how you raise your child. Mm. Where hopefully we're kind of going, let's do away with the judgment actually, and mm. let's realise that it's all really difficult. That we're all different. Our children are different. And actually, you sticking your oar in and saying, "Oh, you shouldn't be feeding like that," or you know, well, go to the toilet, or you know, don't feed them that. Whatever you're yeah. doing, whatever yeah. judgment there is, it actually isn't helpful. I mean, my whole thing with the book to, to call it "Happy Mum, Happy Baby," I think people have been like, "Oh no, it's Happy Baby, no Happy Mum." It's like, no, actually, because mm. if you've got a mum who is just so stressed, like the, the feeding thing and the getting her down, and she can't actually look after her baby because she's so consumed and with anxious, all the uh, yeah. and anxious because of all the other things she's got going on in her head. I didn't enjoy the first three weeks at all because I was so hell bent on on feeding. Only three weeks. Well, no. no. <laughs> I have to take the first three years. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, you get these things in your head that you want to be the perfect mum, and when it doesn't all fall into place, you feel like you failed. Yeah. And actually, let's do away with all of that because we'll all be so much happier. Yeah. It, that's the and most parenting thing is like is being a happy parent. It's like the one topic that everybody has an opinion on that they will and will offer you unsolicited mm. advice like Even all the time yeah yeah and i found that quite strange mm. you know how you know janet from the co-op would seem to know more about what henry's needs were than mm. than i did and to be honest she probably does she probably did yeah <laughs> she absolutely did um, but you know all those kind of pearls of wisdom when you're like Oh, just piss off! Yeah. You know, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Or, but then you get the funny ones, generally of a certain generation, where it's like, you know, um, oh, you should just put some, just put some like brandy in them, yeah. just put some brandy <laughs> in the milk, or just put the pram out in the garden. They need a bit of fresh air. It's like it's <laughs> Christmas. <or laughs> um, but everybody has an opinion, don't they? Would that be your advice to any mums? Yes, yeah, so my yes, yeah, so my my yeah, my uh, my how-to manual will be will be to create yeah, and yeah, alcohol-dependent. Uh, no, would no, would absolutely wouldn't. <laughs> never do that and also um anybody that says you know well you know in my day 
because yeah. it's, it usually is then leads to something that's now actually like written off as being unsafe. So yeah. in my day, we didn't bother with infant car seats, <laughs> and it's like we can't do that, Granddad. You can't just do that. They can't go on laps anymore. That's not how it works. Uh, and some day we just shove them in the drawers. <laughs> I could literally sit here and talk to you guys like for hours, perhaps get some wine in. You probably have things to do, <laughs> children to look after. Oh, yeah, yeah so we better do that. to bed. What would your one piece of advice be to anyone listening right now in the very early stages? I just think realising that you're not alone, that yeah. there are so many people going through exactly the same thing. And I do think finding places online that keep you sane, that let you know that you're not alone, yeah. is so important. Um, I mean, I remember finding your blog in the early days just being like, Yes, this is <laughs> incredible. Because it's only through talking and through understanding that it's actually the most overwhelming thing I think you're ever going to go through. Because all of a sudden, you've been living your life for you, and then now you're not. You know, your life, you're so someone, this little alien who can't talk to you or express their feelings. They're is so needy, aren't they? I mean, they're yeah. so needy. Yeah. And they don't get told how to do things. Like yeah, they should really play a, a bit more hard to catch, shouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they don't know what they're doing. You don't know what you're doing. And I think it's just, it's getting through it. Yeah, is the, is the big thing. Yeah, and take just take every day as it comes. Yeah. You know, if you have a disastrous day, don't let that impact the, the next day. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, just do do, do draw a line Because there can be some it. days where it's all going amazingly, oh, and then it turns, and then that one <laughs> thing happens, and yeah. then that's it. You are crying in a bathroom. But yeah. likewise, there can be a day where it's all going absolutely like horrendously, and then there's a smile. Mm -hmm. And you're just like suddenly you're crying, but for very different reasons. Yeah. Oh, life is beautiful. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely take every day as it comes. And also, you're saying about you know glancing at the other parents in the park. <coughs> Never assume that you know how another parent is feeling either. You know, no. sometimes some of the parents that I've thought have been the most together in terms of their whole parenting demeanour have then later confessed to not having a clue what they're doing and to being social anxious. Social services. And and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And don't that's have the thing the with social anymore. media as well, I think. People, it's that aspirational, inspirational thing as well. Yeah. I don't follow people that make you feel like shit. Mm. No. Simply don't do it. If you look at them and go, oh, they look so perfect and why aren't we like that? I'm failing because, well, just don't follow them. Follow people that make you laugh, that make you happy and make you feel like, yeah. Make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> make you feel slightly superior. No. I'm I mean, I love following you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, follow people that get you, that you get them, that you know, be part of a community rather than aspiring to be something you're not a part of. Brilliant advice, G. Um, thank you so much. So, Happy Mum, Happy Baby, and the um, Mumsy Mum Diary, which is your second book by Sarah Turner. Turn her over. Now. <laughs> Sarah, turn her over. Are you going to ask to like? I think know. I think this might become my stage name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming in. You've been really awesome and you're really funny. And um, oh, I should also say that if you are at the moment feeling a bit rubbish and crap, there's a really great charity called Best Beginnings. And this isn't to you two. Just jotting this down. <laughs> it's a great charity called Best Beginnings, and you can find all their details on our website. So thank you, and we will see you next week. And if you like this podcast, which obviously you did, please subscribe and also give us a rating on whatever your podcast provider is. Thanks. If you've been affected by anything we've talked about in our podcast today, a comprehensive list of mental health services is available on our website, which is www.telegraph.co.uk forward slash madworld. If you want help right now, the following organisations offer free and confidential support over the phone. The Samaritans can be reached 24 hours a day, seven days a week on 116 123. 
or you can contact the mental health charity Mind for advice on a range of mental health issues. Their phone number is 0300-123-3393. That's 0300-123-3393. And they're accessible 9am to 5pm, Monday to Friday, excluding bank holidays. Finally, there's Young Minds, who provide support if you're a parent or a carer worried about a child's welfare. They're on 0808 802 5544. That's 0808 802 5544. And remember this, you are not alone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. 